You're tuned to the frequency of Two Girls, One Podcast, an internet radio play with the comments section turned off to prevent those nasty trolls from getting in. We believe that broadcasters should speak and audiences should listen as God intended. So keep your snarky comments to yourself and definitely don't send them to 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. And now here are the podcast hosts who skip the articles and get the real facts from the Yahoo News comments section, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. We're talking to people uh, behind internet communities and phenomena that we find interesting. This is all with The Daily Dot and our producer, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. So today we are getting into sort of like internet history, but it it continues to happen. Uh, You likely are all familiar with today's guest, I I would think, right? Yeah, legendary. Legend. That's right. We are speaking to a, a legendary man of the internet, uh, mystery man, Ken M. If you don't know who that is, that's cool too. Definitely go look him up. You will enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to let Ken tell you about himself in his own words, but he is, if you're not familiar, uh, just an epic beloved uh troll of the internet (laughs) Um, but trolling for good so you know it's not about putting people down or anything like that a lot of the comments are very innocuous it can be responding to brands or articles or just you know individual humans uh but some of the responses he then gets from what he says are just so funny and you know shine a light on humanity at large so uh (laughs) He really, he's been around a long time and his uh, comments have really become sort of, well, they're being immortalized on Reddit. So you can always go check it out there. Um, but like people will find them and, and they're, I, I don't know, Matt, you've called them like Easter eggs. They're, they're kind of like that. You can find them anywhere around the internet. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. pretends to be a dumb internet comment, a misguided, ill-informed internet commenter who comments on news articles as Ken M. And the comments are just so stupid on purpose, and then people take them very seriously, and they say, you don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. And then he'll follow that up by saying something equally absurd, and then the thread just devolves into very self-aware comedic chaos that then people screenshot and (laughs) post to Tumblr and and Reddit. I think we need to read some. Yes, please. Okay, so for for example, if you're if you haven't seen these comments out there, uh, there was a good housekeeping article they posted. It was for a recipe. It said a tastier and prettier alternative to baked potatoes. Ken M comments. Also, you get more vitamin if you eat the shell. Big voice replies. It's called the skin. Potatoes have skins. Ken M replies. Oh, technically a shell, because potatoes are in the peanut family. Matt replies, No, Ken, you need to stop smoking whatever you're smoking there, buddy. Ken M replies, Then how come potato is Latin for king of the peanuts? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's great. I love it. So there was also another one, eclipse season on Mars. So Curiosity took photos. This is from the Associated Press. Ken M. comments. The rover would be wise to refrain from sightseeing and stick to its job. Chris replies. Sightseeing is its job. Ken M. replies. It can do that on its own time. Every minute there costs billions of my tax dollars. The Crankster replies. You are an idiot. The whole point of every mission to Mars is to sightsee. Pound symbol, dollar sign, percent, dollar sign. Ken M. replies. Well, it must be nice to be paid to be a tourist when the rest of us are busting our butts on Earth. (laughs) These are so absurd. I love them. I love them. Absurd humor is just chef's kiss, my favorite of all time. Really the best. So then there was, I don't know where this comes from, actually, but the one we're seeing here is eight alarmingly unhealthy snacks for kids. Some sort of health article. Ken M. comments grandson used to eat snossages until we found out they were loaded with corn syrup and sodium. Always check the back label. Donna replies. I thought snossages were dog treats. Hawk replies. Snossages are dog treats. I love it. There's also some visual humor sometimes. So uh, Chef Boyardee posts, Ganem posted like how much he enjoyed the product on his <laughs> stove, but like right behind it on the stove was, it was a stack of magazines. And Chef Boyardee themselves like replied like, hey, Ken, we're glad you enjoy the product, but just be careful of like what you're doing there. <laughs> and um, and then he did something where then he put it in the oven, but like in completely the wrong way. And there were a bunch of books in the oven with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just wordplay. I just I appreciate how far he'll take oh, some of these. So good. <laughs> <laughs> some of these are these are honestly so funny. I mean, so funny. If, if you're looking to procrastinate today, go down to Ken M Wormhole. Reddit.com/r/KenM. And again, this is not where people are enjoying these is not like Ken's social account, though he's very funny on Twitter. It's like people just finding them and posting them on the subreddit and like people going bananas because it's these screenshots of just pure, pure joy. Like you can't, you could browse, you know, HuffPost articles all day long, but you to, to find this, to find this gold, you know, head over to the subreddit or, or to Ken's Twitter. We'll link it in the show notes too. And his Boy. Twitter handle, just so everyone knows, is at Horsey Surprise. <laughs> great, great. Uh, I do have trivia for you, and I think you'll like it. Uh, today's episode is about the masterful internet trolling of Ken M. Today's trivia is about another troll named Ken. That is, of course, Ken Allen of the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> what? Who is Ken Allen? from the San Diego Zoo. And why is he notable? I have three choices. One of these is true. Two, I made up. A, Ken Allen was a zookeeper who would routinely enter the exhibits of dangerous animals and pretend to be a tourist in mortal danger, which horrified uh, zoo patrons and triggered multiple 911 calls over the years. Everything was fine. Nobody got hurt. He was just having fun with the tourists. That's choice A. B. Ken Allen was a notorious zoo visitor who entered the exhibits daily, often under fake names, and told children things like, Santa isn't real, and that tiger hates you, when parents had their back turned. So he was trolling the kids at the zoo. That's Ken Allen, choice B. Choice C. 
Ken Allen was a 250-pound orangutan who would constantly escape from his enclosure, mingle with human zoo visitors, and throw rocks at a rival ape. <laughs> Which of these is is the true Ken Allen of the San Diego Zoo? These are all pretty like they're they're mean trolls. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> nothing like our Ken M today. But uh, mm-hmm. let's. I'm gonna go with C. Okay. 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 Jen yeah. chooses non, the orangutan. Mm-hmm. I was debating between A or C. I'll go with A. Okay. Allie goes with the zookeeper troll. We will find out who is the real Ken Allen after this commercial break. There are a few people out there who we would never troll, never, ever troll in our whole lives because we just sincerely appreciate everything that they've done for this podcast. Chris Harrison. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Melissa Elliott. James Dozier. Deborah Duberpants. Kathy Phillips. William. Matthew Scott. And Wesley Cordell have all contributed at the $10 level or more to our Patreon. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you. And if you too would like to contribute to our Patreon, where do they go, Allie? Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Alrighty, so who is this zoo troll out there? Who is the zoo troll? If the answer is C, it's not a zoo troll, it's just a zoo monkey. It's mm-hmm. just, that's it. Uh, orangut- orangutan, <laughs> orangutan. Not a okay, monkey. A, a great ape, yeah, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Allen from the San Diego Zoo, why is he notable? Uh, was he a zookeeper who trolled uh, visitors? Was he a creepy dude who would troll kids at the zoo? Or was he an orangutan who escaped from his enclosure? Ali, you went with zookeeper. Jen, you went with with uh, the orangutan. orangutan. C. Mm-hmm. But I know you're just diversifying. Like, Ali, in your heart, what do you think is the real answer? Oh, man. Search your soul. That's really tough for me. I just feel like I'm not in touch with myself or my emotions. Got it. Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. we could save that for another episode. Okay. All right, Let's cool. just stick with A for now. All right. The correct answer is C. Jen gets it right. Well, I thought if you were a zookeeper, he definitely would have been fired <laughs> after the first time. <laughs> yeah, there's a and then the, point. the second one and like ruining kids' dreams and hopes. That's just so yeah, mean. Like so, they would I let people. <laughs> How would they let that go on? Uh, well, it was it was the '80s when all this took place, so it was a different time. Is what yeah, because I was also uh, surprised propose. that they let the monkey like run rampant, right? This is yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, you don't need to put labels on people, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. This is from a 2016 article in Newsweek that recounts the legend of Ken Allen, an orangutan who escaped his enclosure multiple times in the 1980s, but instead of a PR disaster. Ken became a folk hero. Despite repeated attempts to secure his enclosure, Ken, clearly very smart, kept escaping. uh, And the public, as this became a news story, they were rooting for him. And the zoo capitalized on this Ken Allen mania. Uh, They embraced the immediate attention. They created t-shirts and bumper stickers at the gift shop that said, free Ken Allen, which is both smart from a marketing point of view, but also like, you're the zoo that's keeping him in the enclosure, but you're selling t-shirts about rooting for him to escape. Uh, very yeah, strange. So strange. Also a precursor to Free Britney. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> no one ever injured. He was a very gentle uh, uh, ape, I, su- I suppose. And would like, I don't know, apparently liked being around other people, would just hang out like on the sidewalk with that's other awesome. visitors, but then was like not 
it like was a rival with another orangutan another ape so he would like go to that exhibit and like throw rocks at the at the ape that he hated like I, people loved him people I love thought it. it was cool and also uh, love was was it two? Is it a first name and a last name, Ken Allen? The orangutan was named for two zookeepers. One zookeeper's name was Ken. One zookeeper's name was Allen. I suppose they were the primary caretakers, and they're like, "What should we call this guy?" And they named him Ken Allen. So that's where he got his name before the the hijinks. Well, I guess now is the time to tell you that I'm naming my kid uh, Jen Adam. <laughs> what if it just worked like that? I actually knew a girl growing up who like was like, "Oh God, it was the same." It was like. I oh, I don't know. I'm going to fuck up the story, but <laughs> Wait, that's Britney Spears' sister. Britney, Britney Spears' sister, right? It's Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Lynn. Uh, are those her parents' names? Yeah. Oh, is that her parents' names? Oh, well, there we goodness. go. Which is awkward there when they go. got divorced, I bet. But mm-hmm. Ken Allen, that's really cute. I, I wish Jen, I could have met him. Jen, Jen Adams, right? No, just Jen Adam. Jen Adam. <laughs> cool. Oh, gosh. All right, folks, it is time for our interview. We could not be more pleased to have with us here today, Ken McCarthy, also known as Ken M., the notorious internet troll you might already be familiar with, likely you are. Hi, Ken. Hello. Hello there. How's it going? Good. I mean, obviously, I'm sure we're all doing great. We are. We are all great. Um, I'm double faxed, so I'm fucking killing it right now. <laughs> oh, you're very lucky. Um, you're a braggart. And she's also a braggart. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been participating in this little social experiment we call the internet for some time now. Um, how's, it, how's it going these days on the internet? How are things? Just how, What's the landscape like? What do you think? Should we visit it? <laughs> oh, it's great. You know, in some ways, the landscape is flattened. Uh, in other ways, it's exploding. (laughs) Uh. Ken, you're a notorious man of mystery on the internet, and we're so flattered that you're here with us today. And we wanted to just take a step back. And can you tell us how this all began? I appreciate your being flattered. Uh, I just realized the other day that I've been doing this for 10 years. What? How how does that feel? Happy anniversary (laughs) of trolling. Happy trolliversary. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I started uh, in 2011 because I was sort of I, I was sort of actually trying in earnest to have conversations about politics, mainly uh, with people in uh, news comment sections, mainly on Yahoo News comment sections. And I was really like, <laughs> like, really like darkly amused and freaked out by like just how toxic that space was because I, I i guess i i don't know what i was i was very naive i thought people hey we're gonna have a little community here and we're gonna talk about stuff that we're all interested in but instead it was like everybody was literally logging in to call somebody else a moron so i guess out of that that frustration and bafflement i ended up just trying to be um the biggest moron i could possibly be just great to solution <laughs> <laughs> and and also to sort of you know private like tuck in like wordplay that was funny to my friends but that this particular audience that i was talking to wasn't noticing so just trying to like subtly <laughs> you know put in stuff that i could then later show my friends because uh, we're all a bunch of nerds and uh it, one of my uh nerdiest friends he made a tumblr account for what i do and then it, it just like took off on reddit to the shock of us all so what was the moment when you realized that people that these were somehow like incendiary comments to people <laughs> do you remember like early on were, were people immediately responsive or did it take some time for it to pick up steam i mean i noticed it when i was actually trying to be uh sincere <laughs> people 
people would call me stupid for saying something that was completely innocuous and, and not even controversial. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was sparring <laughs> for a political fight. And, and so right. it was like, really, they just need that little shot in the arm of like, I got to call somebody an idiot somehow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I tried to, like I said, try to become the, the biggest idiot in the world for them. <laughs> I did this for them. Yeah, yeah. I was, this is therapeutic for angry internet people. Actually, I never thought of it that <laughs> yes. way. I didn't. I never thought about it like that. That you're giving them food. You're giving them the opportunity that they are searching for. So, um, how did you feel when the subreddit began, and how did you feel as it grew? I think when anybody goes viral for the first time, they're just like they're like excited and kind of weirded out, and there's certainly a ton of imposter syndrome feelings giving giving yourself the side eye you know but it was cool and, and then when it grew it exploded to what is it it's like at half a million now or something like that now i i it's just sort of a separate entity that i'm like okay <laughs> i guess it's i guess it's still cool um it's weird it just it's all very strange but um you know i, I got no complaints something amazing is that it can it, the the name Ken M and your brand of trolling like continues to surface like you know so many things on the internet they're a flash in the pan they die out like I have seen your name for years like people continue to share these and post these which I think is so incredible what do you have to say about the longevity of it like what's what's going on here well I think part of that is certainly there's a timelessness to the amazingness of it but, um, <laughs> no. there's a timelessness no, I, to stupidity <laughs> stupid people are always around. They're always doing things. Okay. No, I mean, to be, to be honest, like it, it's sort of, I, I've tried to keep it evergreen by, I mostly avoid politics Any anything, anything that like makes me feel angry. I I'm a little bit uh, like less able to be funny about. It's like, I have a little bit of like tooth and claw coming out in my humor. And that's just not as funny to me. I don't, I just not, I don't have that gift. I, I'm not like, you know, Stephen Colbert with a Colbert report. Like, but another thing is I try to keep it ever, evergreen. So, you know, in four years, nobody's going to be sharing a comment that has to do with some obscure parliamentary procedure in, in the Senate, you know, it's like, so I try to keep it about like broader stuff. That's always going to be around like a dinosaur bone discovery or, you know, a space mission or, you know, that's really interesting. Cause I hadn't thought that I hadn't thought that there was necessarily uh, any, any uh, reason behind it. Uh, <laughs> But I like that you're choosing things for longevity. So uh, that brings up the question, you know, what is your process, Ken M? Oh, um, where to come up with my ideas. Sorry, that's like a Norm MacDonald joke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, you can cut that out. I, I don't think I'm doing a very good job at this. So yeah, my process, I, it's quality over quantity. So I might disappear for a couple months. And I, I just try to do things uh, that I think are very, very funny and a lot of times I fail. So there's a lot of attempts out there in comment sections that die in the vine because nobody responded in a way that I could you know, do something with or, you know, wasn't particularly inspired to, to have a punchline. Well, so we could start a subreddit, Ken M. Fails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the comments that. that nobody cared about. Okay. I would, I would love that. That's great. R slash swing and a miss. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that though because that's actually like a, lo that's a lovely metaphor for life. You know, you gotta just throw shit yeah. at the wall, see what sticks, and people don't yeah. really necessarily remember the fails till I immortalize them. <laughs> well, you know, actually, like somebody um, in, in one interview I did, somebody said that what I'm doing is improv, and it's not really. Especially, I'm talking to comedians now, right? So, like, it's like sort of a ultra safe, cowardly version of improv where somebody can say something, and then my response what, is just called script and, writing. That's not cowardly. 
hysterically. It's just a different form. I agree with you, though. Anyone who doesn't know about comedy just thinks like all the forms are the same. Like, oh, you do sketch. You must do stand up and imp. like it's just not the same thing. OK, so but you're a coward. Got it. Continue, please. Yeah. Well, no, the is like my yes. And is it could be like, yes. And uh, I'll be back in 12 hours. <laughs> Like, you know, it, with, a, with a funny thing. So quality over quantity, any other sort of like uh, tenets that you live by or like ways that you go about this? I mean, quality over quantity is pretty, uh, I don't know, it's not very interesting, but uh, <laughs> basically, I, like um, I, I guess my, my whole thing is, you know, the main thing is to like, I look at a, I look at a headline, I skim the article, and then I try to come up with a believable yet incredibly stupid, but hopefully a little artfully absurd premise and, and hopefully <laughs> just believable enough for somebody to take me seriously. And then hopefully it starts this goofy dance where somebody's saying, how dare you? That's how can you be so stupid? And then commit to the premise until you have to rely on pretzel logic. And then hopefully... <laughs> hopefully come up with a really surprising punchline. I mean, surprising to me because I, I, I never have the punchline in my pocket because I don't know how this thing is going to play out. And then it makes me feel uh, like my heart is full. <laughs> if that happens. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you know, once a month that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. How do you decide when to insert your spelling errors? <laughs> because I think that's a key part of your process. It is. Um, I'm a copywriter by trade. I was also once a proofreader and I'm basing all my, uh, my typos off of actual typos that are pretty common out there. And it's also uh, something I love is, is creating a character voice and a great way to create a character voice is to have certain types of um, misspellings or like uh, punctuation, you know, to go the other direction. Uh, I, I like to do a really hyper pretentious character sometimes who like some kind of maniac talks like, like, uh, like an academic in the most casual place on earth, which is like in the comment section on Yahoo. But it, he sounds like some like mid Atlantic. He sounds like a sideshow Bob or like <laughs> Frasier crane. And, and there's something so irritating and obnoxious and a little like insane about that in, in such a casual space. That's I'd love to do that too. Uh, you know, we're, Somebody just sounds like they're uh, like a wannabe professor, but they're still quite wrong about everything they say. Like everything's still like completely stupid. (laughs) Um, Do you know, like, what's the longest you think you've ever replied to a particular thread? Like 20 comments deep or do you always cut yourself (laughs) off at like five? (laughs) Uh, So this, this kind of goes back to the processing a little bit. I try to keep things relatively short because one, I think things lose their comedic momentum after a while, if they just go on and on and on. And also, I think a little bit of cruelty creeps in if you keep things going on for, for way too long. Yeah. But the longest one, which I do indeed feel bad about, is it was the it was a brand, it was a Facebook brand page. Oh, it was Bush's Beans. The Bush's Beans one <laughs> went on for three days to where I, like, <laughs> I had to put it out of its misery like old yeller. I, I just started to feel really bad because this is a poor brand manager. <laughs> like, and I used to do, I used to have that job. It's not a fun job, but uh, it was it was awesome. It was really funny. <laughs> so, Ken, I have to ask you like an adjacent question to this whole virality discussion and process discussion. And this is something I, I've actually been wondering about and wishing to ask you for probably years. And it's because I'm fascinated with virality and 
normally, 99% of the time, a thing goes viral and it's a YouTube video, it's a TikTok, it's a, it's a, it's a Reddit post or something. And it's a piece of content that is attached to a username, a social account. And then that person can say, Hey, I went viral. And now I'm, now I'm doing the next thing on my channel. And hopefully those people will stick around and maybe it becomes a business, whatever. And your situation is unlike anything else I've ever seen where this, you're posting something, you're posting this comedic masterpiece. And then like three years later, maybe someone screenshots it, posts it to a subreddit you do not own or control and everyone gets a laugh. And then you also get a laugh and it sounds like, and then your heart is full, but you don't gain followers. You don't gain, I mean, you've been, you've obviously been covered in the media, but like you're not nothing for you. Like your brand doesn't grow. A brand you control does not grow from this virality. It is more ephemeral and distributed. And I'm wondering like, what, what are your thoughts on that? And then clearly like, has this led to jobs or writing gigs? Like how do people find you when they become fans of you and, and subscribe? Are you going to create NFTs of your original yeah. comments and then sell them for millions of dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I would translate Matt's question for you. Thank you. Uh, a Reddit follower recently asked if I was in, into the NFT thing. Not sure. Not I mean, yet. I, as, a, as a new dad, I have to put diapers on the table somehow. And I, I'm not <laughs> above selling, selling an NFT. But um, Matt's a great question. I mean, you know, I, uh, I, I don't really have, I'm not, an, I, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't really have a head through, you know, building, building a brand in the business sense. And I also have a job and I like this to be like sort of, you know, a fun artsy hobby, <laughs> artsy with a very lowercase a. Um, <laughs> no, it's art. It is a beautiful uh, work of art. And, it, you know, I, I get a lot of freelance writing gigs, been approached for like, you know, potential book deals and, and um, TV TV show pitches that, you know, we're always in a holding pattern, but it, you know, I've got a lot of opportunities from it, but it, I, I mean, you know, I work at comedy central as a copywriter. And part of the reason I, I have my job there is because they, they like my can M thing, but I've never really felt compelled to like throw, throw all my chips into the trolling basket and <laughs> see, see what happens, you know, am I understanding it accurately where the stuff I see on the top of the subreddit that could have been posted yesterday or it could have been posted six years ago, alluding to your evergreenness, but like, it's almost as if you are hiding Easter eggs around the internet. You're not sharing them publicly you're just waiting for the fans to discover them and then virality hits is that what i'm seeing or is there more method here there's more method actually um okay. none of the stuff that you see in reddit was discovered like in the wild online it was, it's all stuff that comes from my my social media all my new stuff is posted on my twitter or facebook mainly twitter i don't really use tumblr anymore because tumblr is kind of weird now like i, I don't like sometimes my account is just locked for no reason or whatever. Honestly, once they remove porn, Tumblr went downhill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I definitely post new updates on my Twitter account. Otherwise, I think the, the subreddit just sort of like churns and sometimes like reposts old stuff that, you know, or, or sort of fan favorites and stuff like that. I'm a moderator there, but I don't really, you know, control anything that goes on in that subreddit. Mm. So we know that you've trolled a variety of places, uh, Yahoo Answers, Huffington Post comments, even Fox News, right? So um, how would you say, like, does your trolling differ from place to place? Is it like context dependent? <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, there's definitely like a, a sense of, um, I mean, communities are really like a loose word here, but there's definitely like different characters on these uh 
different sites. So like lately I have to resort to uh, Washington Post because Yahoo cl- closed down its comment section. But right. Yahoo had the best marks and they also had like <laughs> they also had the most wonderful vernacular. Like you're not allowed to swear on Yahoo comments. So people would call me things like um numbnuts. And, <laughs> oh, and, oh my god this adult. reminds me of shakespearean insults and i need you to make a list of all the things you've been called oh, that like awesome. weren't mm-hmm. actually profane <laughs> i would love to do that i mean none nuts dingus dolt uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's stuff like that it's stuff that like a seventh grader would say right um in, in like seventh the grader 70s. from the 1950s yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's there's not a lot of like savviness in general, like with the internet for for Yahoo folks for whatever reason. I don't know if it's like an age thing or what. Yeah, so like, yeah, I, I talk differently on Yahoo than I would on say Washington Post, where I tend to adopt a bit more of um, just sort of a base level, semi educated sounding person, so that I'm not obviously you know joking. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just it's just a way to sort of cloak yourself a little bit. Curious along those lines, how do the communities and commenters differ from site to site? The funny thing about Yahoo was, and, and this is the whole thing that inspired the stupid project, was um, it's the idea of a community and name only. It's like Yahoo decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna create a group of people, a pool for people to sort of wade in together to like share their thoughts and continue the conversation. And what they get is a total toxic sewer (laughs) it's it's just it's really it's really darkly funny to me it's like vonnegut humor like it's really (laughs) funny stuff but not all communities are like that um the gawker what is it kinja i mean they get a lot of like shit but like the actual like kinja community i think they're actually talking to each other they're not there for insult slinging they're there to like add to the story and share anecdotes that are ripped you know, related to the stories. And I would never like wade into that pool because it, it, it's doing fine. I'm, it seems kind of dirty to like taint it with, with my <laughs> jokes, but, but with a, like a community that's already sort of like completely non-functioning and, and toxic, it's like, Oh yeah, fair game. Go for it. It's, yeah. You know. Well, since Yahoo answers that it's closing, comments are closing. We found that place to be such a humor goldmine. You've already mentioned like some of the silly insults that were on there. Um, do you have any other just recollections of that particular community? <laughs> I guess I'll call it. Well, I have to say, everybody's like mentioning me. All my fans are mentioning me about uh, RIP Yahoo Answers. Ken, what are you going to do about this? But I've actually <laughs> never once added to Yahoo Answers. Oh, um, really? Okay. It's just it's just a thing that's out there that we'll say. But I've only done Yahoo comments which is like under their news stories. But I do think it's very sad that Yahoo Answers is closing down because it's like a part of like the slightly old internet. And it was awesome that you had this like amazing archive of nonsense and ridiculousness. There was something like kind of like sweet and innocent about that type of humor, the type of like goofing off. But yeah, it's, it's almost like it shouldn't be allowed for it to be like scrubbed i hope somebody's archiving it somewhere. we need an archive of it's, incredibly it's detailed history. wrong answers on the yeah. internet what, what will we do if they go if that goes away yeah. ken uh, did you ever go to is it normal.com by chance oh. <laughs> no I've never, I've never been there check it out it's great. check it out i mean it's, okay. it's like old internet at this point too but about 
eight years ago or something, Allie and I would perform a lot of things from there. And it was, yeah, it was just so sweet. So innocent. A lot of younger people posting about bodily changes and stuff like that. (laughs) And like completely inaccurate (laughs) responses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, so, so now like the name of it is extra funny. So it's called, is it normal? (laughs) Yeah. Is it normal.com? Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I'm already an instant fan without having seen any of the content. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So from your work trolling, do you have any thoughts on how healthy communities online are formed and or any thoughts on like proper um, content moderation? Not really, because, you know, every sort of like prescription that I've heard out there, like, oh, there shouldn't be anonymity because then people, you know, will not be jerks. But if I'm like, well, no, one of the best things about the Internet is you can be anonymous. So if you take that away, you take away a huge part of what's great about the internet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost feel like it just things sort of like pools sort of form into these greater bodies of water that could be toxic or they could be wonderful. And it just seems very like random, you know, especially as the internet keeps getting more and more like flattened and consolidated by like big companies. Like I would much prefer it to be like anarchy. It had places full of like creative joy, like early days of Tumblr and early days of Twitter, even, you know, and, And then it's like, well, yeah, there's also going to be garbage sites, but at least we have these like just wonderful places where people like play. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And that's making me think about like, what, what have some of the benefits been that you, I don't know if benefits is the right word, but some of the best or unexpected things to come out of doing what you're doing. Like, I I don't know. Do you see people like bonding over it? Like, I don't know, have good things ever come out of like a trolling comment section that you've done? But I mean, is it just humor or I don't know if anything comes to mind? I mean, this is something that I've said before in in interviews and it's, it sounds really much more altruistic than I actually am in real life, but uh, you know, turning like a, a place that's really toxic into an opportunity for just like sort of joyous belly humor. It wasn't my like altruistic intent or anything like that, which is being a goofball, but it is, it is a good feeling, you know, to turn something ugly into something that's just not necessarily <laughs> pretty, but, but really silly. Yeah. And, yeah. But, but the, uh, the transformation does not happen in the toxic place. You're not curing the toxic water that you're taking a photo of that water and then laughing at it somewhere else, which I am so fascinated by. Very true. Yeah. What are, uh, any unexpected personal things that have come out of this? Ah, shoot. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you said you, you got your job at Comedy Central through it. You know, I'm just interested in what else has happened because really your level of trolling takes some work. So I guess I'm also wondering like, what your goals were or are with it. You know, or may, I don't know if maybe you've ended up meeting some other people that you've sparred with. Like, I don't know. I'm just wondering what else has come out of it or what you hope will come out of it. Uh, well, um... Hold on, she's an earshot. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> so when when this sort of you know became like a big thing, like I actually in a roundabout way met my uh, my wife um, through oh, this. Love it. That's pretty awesome. Because <laughs> I, I I met a comedian who knew what I did. You know, I like what she did too, and then she introduced me to her friend who you know became my wife, and that's pretty awesome. <laughs> So you heard it here. Uh, quit Tinder and start commenting and uh, you'll, you, you too. Oh my God, I've been doing it all wrong. You've been doing it wrong. 
That's, That's awesome. wonderful. It, but I also, you know, I, I've met a lot of great people online, just that, you know, whether they're like comedians or scientists or journalists um, or my favorite, like cartoonists, some of my favorite, like uh, political cartoonists um, I'm like friends with online and we chat sometimes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the one other thing I'll add here, which which is is so obvious, I think, but it's worth saying is that this is it's so relatable. That that's the other piece that we haven't quite hit on the head is that th- this work every single person has the uncle on Facebook who makes these comments. <laughs> like if you've ever touched the internet, you know why Ken M is funny, and I think that is goes a long way toward the um the longevity. Like we're saying, like ten years on, this is still relatable. I don't know. Name one other internet thing that is still relatable from ten or still like prescient from from ten years ago. I think it's I think it's uh, astounding. Oh, thanks, man. All right, let's take some questions from our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. You can submit questions to any interview that we have coming up. You could also do that on our new Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash two girls, one podcast. Uh, so let's get into it. Almost surely, uh, he asks, what is your favorite response from a target of your trolling? Whether it was the author of an article or a brand, do you have like one all-time favorite response that you got <laughs> to a comment that you made? I can't imagine you do, but do you? I mean, that's a great question. And it, it like speaks to something that I really love, which is like the contribution of these people unaware that sometimes they say the funniest things I could never possibly come up with myself with their particular use of language and everything. There's some, they sound like somebody out of like a Coen brother script. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing that immediately, there's a million, but the, the thing that immediately comes to mind is, <laughs> Oh, it's like a, it was a thing about a volcano that could erupt. And so my character says science should blow cool air into the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody viciously responded back. Somebody should shine a flashlight in your wife's ear and see what comes out the other end. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just so strange. Yeah. <laughs> Not your ear, but the idiot who married you. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a ne- next layer of viciousness. That yeah. is it's so very astounding. Weird. It's very weird. And it's also kind of like, Corn pone. It's like, it's like old timey. <laughs> Has anyone have you responded and then someone in the comments was aware of you and was like, ha ha ha, it's Ken M. Can't believe he's here. You know what I mean? Does that ever happen or are you too obscure? Oh, that happens sometimes. I mean, the reason I went, I love Yahoo is like very few Yahoo users seem to cross over to become like Reddit people. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Whenever that happens, I just have to like sadly log out. <laughs> Vanish, Aww. disappear from the thread. Yeah. <laughs> like, never you mind. I, like, I feel a weird sense of shame. Like, yeah, you blew my cover, <laughs> you jerk. Get out of here. So we have one other question from Discord from Street Lamp Kid. Until the last few years, I thought Ken M was a mutable persona assumed by whomever. Was this ever the case? Were there others who took up the Ken M mantle, whether authorized or not? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'd also like to chime in that this makes you the cue of comedy, but go on. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, and the storm is coming. Uh, it's just a little delayed. It will be hilarious. Um, the reason I, I became a moderator of uh, the Ken M subreddit is because there were a lot of people claiming to be Ken M and it became this thing like, hey, Ken M is just a name for anybody who wants to goof around online. And the thing is, 
like some of these so-called KMs were were making like <laughs> bad jokes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> also, also like deeply, deeply offensive, sort of alt right, uh, like shithead jokes. Sounds <laughs> like a very typical internet story. <laughs> the alt right co-opted yeah. it. Okay. The thing is that my boss and my family knows that Ken M is Ken McCarthy, and so I'm. It's not like I'm just going to give this, like, give this away to everybody and make it into something monstrous and also lame. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and have people attribute it to me. So, yeah, I don't like impersonators because uh, why not, uh, you know, use your own name or your own pseudonym and uh, do your own thing. I don't know why anybody would like their actual name being something for everybody to use. I feel like I'm making like a really like, controversial statement, but it's like, it should be the most obvious. As if there was a business, it, mm-hmm. as if you like sold widgets that are really popular and then someone else is like, I'm going to also make that widget and, so and I'm going to make a lot of money. It's like, right. It's like, what, what's your goal here? And I guess then you could say the same about serial killers. It's like, we see copycats <laughs> all the time. Like, what's the point of this except for being an asshole? Like, what, you know, I don't know. It's, it is interesting. How There's do you official... own that identity? Sorry. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There, there are so-called official sites for, for me on like Instagram that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. And, you know, it's if if somebody was like like fuck Jerry, like monetizing right. like crazy, then yeah. it'd be a problem. Otherwise, I don't really yeah. care. As long as somebody's not saying that for me and saying something really either lame or <laughs> really like right, it tarnishes offensive. it tarnishes the brand. And you know who is making money? Instagram and Facebook are making money from those posts because they're <laughs> right. you know popular in the feeds or whatever. So that that does suck. Wait, so um, how do you? Make sure that you're the first person to take the Ken M username when new sites pop up. Sometimes Ken M isn't available, and I'll just scrub the uh, MCC off of M. I mean, there's all sorts of like for, <laughs> for my, like there's all sorts of like little ways. Like you know, oftentimes Ken M isn't available as like a new like username, but um, make make sure it says Ken M on my uh, posts. Yeah, I guess I was just wondering, like, are there any other steps you have taken or considered taking to sort of protect this brand, so to speak? I mean, this might be naive, but I I just kind of feel like, you know, the fact that I've done so many things to identify this with myself, it seems like it would be hard for somebody else to, you know, claim that they are me. My name's been out there for, I think, like eight years now. And I've also made it clear online that everything comes from my personal accounts on social media. So, but yeah, I, I am also still a bit of a Luddite. There could be some, like, really, like, craven and much more like you know intelligent person who's able to like take my stuff without me knowing it i i don't i don't know but i Mm -hmm. i also don't want i don't put too much value into what i do like i don't want to take it too seriously because it is like it is just like a playground it's it's a hobby and you know just an exercise in silliness that is not but it is it is art we interviewed other folks who have created art like nyan cat and so uh chris torres can sell the original file that he created as an artist to someone on the blockchain and they can own it and you can think whatever you want about whether and if what what that means i honestly think you could make millions selling your original (laughs) comments someone some techie will buy them no, I think you are absolutely, <laughs> I think Ali's absolutely right. However, taking 10%. Yes. Uh, you <laughs> created your art on someone else's comments platform. Uh, you don't, oh, you did not create anything that you can hand to someone. You cannot, cr- you cannot 
sell ownership of a Yahoo comment because Yahoo owns the comment. And I'm sure there's a terms of service that's like, whatever you post here is owned by Yahoo Incorporated forever and ever eternally. So it's an interesting, Ken's approach to this art is like, it's just ephemeral and it's just for fun because in a way he doesn't own it. The internet owns it slash tech companies own it and he can't sell it as an NFT. I don't know. It has interesting ramification for what art is on online. Matt, here is a half-hearted and half-ass uh, refutation. There's some there's some doctrine that applies to uh, satire, where, like for instance, Al Franken was able to use the word uh, the term like a uh, fair and balance for Fox News uh-huh. because he was using it for like a satire book. Now, I don't know if what I do qualifies as satire. I know satire when I see it, but I can't define it. But yeah, I. I I think it might have, I think I might have a little wiggle room in that area. I don't know. Yeah. But it's a doctrine. It's a doctrine of some sort. But in in Franken's case, he can co-opt it as satire for his book and then sell his book, which is his words that he owns. In your case, you have put your words into a platform that someone else owns. As I guess, and you cannot sell the comment because the you don't own the comment. You own the thoughts, but there's nothing to buy unless, for example, like if John Lennon wrote the lyrics to imagine in a notebook before he published this, before he recorded the song, then John Lennon's notebook would be worth a lot of money. So in theory, if you jotted your Yahoo comment into a notepad app and saved it, maybe that would be worth something as an so NFT. crazy. Isn't it crazy? I don't know. I just think yeah, about that about this I stuff. This is disheartening and invigorating. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think you've actually like compelled me to try this. And maybe it'll, maybe it'll become like a landmark Supreme Court case. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love it. Ownership of, yeah. of internet content. Mm. Ken, what's next for you? Are you on TikTok these days? <laughs> <laughs> Clubhouse? <laughs> Where are you oh hanging out? God. What's next? <laughs> I mean, you made me feel old by mentioning TikTok. And then when you said Clubhouse, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That makes I me feel either. like I think a Allie fossil. Does. <laughs> um, actually, uh, me and my, my best buddy of many years, um, are, have been working on a, uh, a non-chat, a, a, a sort of a absurdist fiction podcast, just like a radio play. That's every story is super goofy. And we've been working on that for a while. Hard to produce because, um, it's all scripted, but, uh, that's the thing I'm most passionate about right now is, is just trying to do that. That's great. Is it out yet or, or, or coming soon? <laughs> No, it's coming soon. It's going to be called Exquisite Porks. Um, Yes. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's going to be all, it's going to be like full like song and we were music comp students back in the day. So it just gives us an opportunity to like write music again. That's awesome. I am excited about that and I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ken, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks guys. This is a, it's been really great. I've uh, been binging on your show since you first reached out to me. I I love your show so much. It's so great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys are a blast. (laughs) I'm excited because I really did. I I mean, years ago, I did kind of think you were the cue of the Internet. I thought Ken was just like a thing that you could grab. And then I was like, oh, it's one dude. (laughs) So very, very exciting to meet you. And thanks for this uh, strange work that you do. Well, we put a voice to a troll to a. I, don't, I hate using that term. It just sounds so negative, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> and this is I know not we need to come up with negative. the term for trolling for good. Mm-hmm. Trolling mm-hmm. for good.
Yeah, hmm. T for G. Um, Grohl. T- good, a good troll. <laughs> he's he's growling. Yeah, I like that. He's growling. It was growling. great to meet a yeah. growler, you know? <laughs> a fellow I like growler. rolling, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> is that a drug thing? <laughs> yes, and I love that Jen... Jen is approaching motherhood strongly. She's going to stop understanding oh, yeah. any of my references. <laughs> Are we talking about drugs? Um, What's happening? I thought you might have been referencing Rickrolling, but I wasn't quite sure. I like that too. I like that too. It's a bit so. like Rickrolling. It's about sharing something very earnestly with the intent of misleading into another part of the internet yeah, or another part really of the conversation. Yeah, I think so Rickrolling is also growling. Yes. Right. right. Indeed. Well, I'm glad mm, we cleared then, that up. Yeah, yeah, but then Foo, Foo Fighters fans are going to have a problem with growling, you know, Nirvana fans and stuff. So, yes, exactly. Honestly, I don't even know what. Now I'm the one who doesn't know what anyone's talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll tell you well, when you're older. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, <laughs> When I hit 40. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I am really excited for us to interview Q next. I just feel like that oh. is... You're just putting that out there? The logical trajectory. <laughs> if you're listening, you We're ready to interview you. We know you are. We're ready to break that news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if we want the responsibility of breaking that news. But <laughs> How funny would that be, though? Oh, my God. I think it makes sense. We cover internet communities. It's a really big yeah. community. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. We've interviewed God. We've interviewed Ken M. Yeah, yes. uh, you, you there's only one layer above that, and I think uh, we're ready. Oh, let's not forget <laughs> Chuck Tingle. Oh my oh, God! Yeah, God, please, oh, Chuck. If any of you ha- never listened to our Chuck Tingle episode, it was early on, definitely the first year. I forget if do you guys know the episode number. Time often? does not exist. I already yeah. had a bad memory, and then the pandemic happened. Just but if back. you also if you go haven't back. read the masterpiece pounded in the butt by my own butt, I would really like to see a Chuck Tingle Ken M collaboration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be so cool yeah, yeah. i wonder if yeah. they've met um all right well we as always you know really want to hear what you're thinking out there uh what you'd like to see on upcoming shows and all that good stuff or just you know kind of to shoot the breeze with you so you can tweet at us i'm at june bugger i'm at ali gold l-l-i-g-o-l-d you can email us at 2g1podcast at gmail.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And last but not least, uh, we have two things to offer now in terms of like groups that you can be a part of. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2g1p. Uh, it's, you know, fun, sort of chat roomy. Listeners of the show are there. It's great. We've also just started a Facebook group. So facebook.com slash group slash two girls one podcast or just search two girls one podcast on facebook and you should find us there ali if they would like to contribute how do they do it please visit patreon.com slash 2g1p i know it might sound like we have a big amazing situation but it's just us and it would be so great if you could visit patreon.com slash 2g1p no amount is too small all right growlers trollers and rollers we'll see you next time Hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg, then posted repeatedly in the comments section of Bush's Baked Beans Facebook page. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Additional editing by Phoenix Williams. 
production assistance provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. No, Ken, you need to stop smoking whatever you're smoking there, buddy.